0: Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. I just finished an incredible online course by John C. Maxwell. Most of you know that I am a John Maxwell certified coach and I do a lot of training for John Maxwell. But I have to tell you, the greatest book he has ever written is called The Leader Shift, S-H-I-F-T. And it really is about taking shifts in our leadership to take us to that next level. And it's so awesome because the very last chapter that he wrote is called Going from a Career to Calling. And I want to call this podcast Be Captivated. Why? Because of John Maxwell's coach, he says that when it's a calling, you won't have to chase it. You'll be captivated by it. That was such a profound statement because I have to honestly tell you that I am captivated. I have to honestly tell you that before... I got into these cosmetology schools 21 plus years ago, I was in a career. It was something that I chose. I believe that you choose a career, but a calling chooses you. And that's exactly what happened in my life. I was in dentistry for 14 years, and I got to tell you, I loved every single minute of it. I had a lot of fun with it. I worked hard I made a lot of money. I worked up the ladder. I became one of probably the best employees. In some cases, not so much. But I learned from my failures. And I learned from my successes. But I have to tell you, that career really prepared me to catapult into my calling. I didn't realize until 21 plus years ago when my husband came to me and he said, hey, I'm gonna buy this cosmetology school. This is in Littleport here in Michigan. And I'm thinking, what in the world are you buying a cosmetology school? I don't even know what cosmetologists do, first of all, and that doesn't sound very exciting to me. But he said something to me that literally made the hairs on my arm stand on edge. He said, "Tina, I really believe that this will be a ministry for you." You know, <laughs> it's funny when when he said ministry, that hit home to me so so hard because I wanted a ministry in my life. I wanted something that gave me significance. And so when he said that, I thought, "Okay, yeah, that, that sounds really great, Ryan. And we literally we went to the school to talk to the owners, to talk about you know buying the school from them, and they really tried talking us out of it. Well, the wife did. She said that I wouldn't like it, that it's a lot of work, and I would be really frustrated because of the types of people that were in the career. And she almost scared me away, I'm not gonna lie. But when Brian said to me that this would be a ministry for me, I didn't realize it then, but it was a calling for me. And I plunged in and I did it. And I realized within six months in that I had the opportunity to talk to a woman that had tried to commit suicide the night before. And I was able to help coach her and get her the help that she needed. That that's exactly when my ministry started within six months of owning that school. And being able to coach students to be able to help them to become better human beings. And I knew that was a part of my ministry, that that was my calling. And it's so true because... Since then, I've been captivated. The first 10 years of owning that school, I didn't even collect a paycheck. I could care less about collecting a paycheck. It wasn't about that because we could live off of what my husband was making at that time. And it wasn't about the money. It was just about the ministry that it had caused me to be able to have while I was owning the cosmetology school well then something significant happened and i'll tell you you know a calling finds you is in 2001 we had this opportunity to find out about this incredible uh, opportunity of perhaps maybe 10 schools were going to become paul mitchell schools and i'll never forget because i went out to this event in california and I got to hear the dean of Paul Mitchell Schools, Lynn Claybaugh, the owner of Paul Mitchell, John Paul Joria, and actually Princess Diana's hairdresser, Richard Dalton. I got to hear Robert Croming speak. And I heard all of them talk about this incredible opportunity of becoming a Paul Mitchell School owner and how they were in the business of changing lives, and when they said that, I knew, and again, the hair stood on my arms at that moment in California, because I knew at that moment that I was supposed to be a part of this movement, and I truly call it a movement. Back then in 2001, it grew so fastest movement. There's now over 110 Palmetto schools and I'll tell you the reason why people signed up to become Palmetto school franchise owners was so that they could change lives. It was the culture that sold us. It was when and John Paul of who they are that attracted every single one of us to say yes we want to be a part of this movement since then so many lives have have changed my life especially and then of course as I mentioned in 2013 in many of my podcasts I became a John Maxwell coach that really helped me to understand how to be a better leader the type of leader that when and John Paul have always been my business partners but I really didn't know how it was done. But what I realized that I needed to have a significant transformation in my life because I believe that transformed people transform people. And as I think about that your calling, I love this quote by John Maxwell, your calling is a purpose with a divine touch. If you read Ephesians 2.10 in the Passion Translation, the Passion Translation, by the way, is one of my favorite translations. It's a newer translation. And it says, Ephesians 2.10 says, Find my purpose. So even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Yes! Even before we were born, God planned and advanced our destiny, the good works we would do to fulfill it. Okay, so listen. This is pretty crazy because I had no idea that God was going to chase me down to open these cosmetology schools years later because I was on this path in dentistry that I thought I was going to be on for the rest of my life. Like I said, I was having so much fun. I was serving people. I was helping people to get be healthier by taking care of their teeth. But what I didn't realize is that, that was preparing me for my calling. I was an employee, but what I didn't realize that 14 years was preparing me for my calling. I started teaching dental hygiene in a local dental hygiene school and I didn't realize those years teaching was preparing me for my calling. I love that quote so much. I wanna repeat it again is when it's a calling, you won't have to chase it. You will be captivated by it. And I'll tell you, I have been captivated. Since then, we've opened up four Paul Mitchell schools and we now have three Paul Mitchell salons and growing. And now I have this crazy, big, hairy, audacious goal to open a thousand salons because I want to help people really understand what it takes to run a business. I want to help my people. And, and so we don't hire employees. We hire future partners because I want to train people of how to take a career to a calling. Let me, let me read you from John Maxwell's book, The Differences Between a Calling and a Career. So a career is mainly about you, but a calling is about others. So when I looked at a career is mainly about you, that was when I was in dentistry. It was all about me. That's all I could think about was me. But when it's a calling, it's about others. And so when I got into the cosmetology school business, it really became about others because it was a ministry for me. All I wanted to do was change lives. A career is something you choose but a calling is something that chooses you. As I mentioned, I chose dentistry, but cosmetology chose me. A career is largely separated from your life, but a calling is integrated in your entire life. (laughs) I tell you, this calling that I've had, it's been such a part of our lives that it's actually, I have my daughter in the business My son could be in the business in the future. I know he wants to. My husband just retired at being a lawyer for many years, 30 plus years. And he's building out these schools now and building out our salons. And of course, he's our lawyer that covers all of our salons. He's our operations maintenance manager. It's part of his calling as well. And I believe that when it's a calling, that the buy-in will happen with your entire family. I believe when it's a career, that the buy-in doesn't happen with your entire family. But I believe a calling does. It chooses you. A career is something you can do, but a calling is something you must do let me repeat that a career is something you can do but a calling is something you must do and like I said I knew I was so good at dentistry it was just it was second nature to me but a calling is something that I must do and when I look at cosmetology I can't even do hair I went to school. I became a cosmetologist after I owned the school. Yeah, you heard that right. Six months in, I joined my own school and became a student in my school. But when I started to do hair, I realized, wow, that's not the part of the business that I'm supposed to be in. I'm supposed to be a business coach. I'm supposed to be a leader. I'm supposed to run my companies, not work in my companies yes is something you must do and a career is measured by success but a calling is measured by significance yeah i was truly hugely successful in dentistry i made great money but that's where it ended the calling is measured by significance and i'll tell you once you taste significance Success will never satisfied. There's so many characteristics of a calling. Your calling matches who you are. Your calling taps into your passion. It's what makes you come alive. Your calling isn't about you. You become a conductor for other people. And your calling is bigger than you, and your calling brings fulfillment and it gives you purpose. I'll tell you. And since then, just I've been captivated not only by owning the schools and the salons, but now I've been captivated by helping business owners become captivated. And now I coach salon owners and managers to help them get the transformation that I received back in 2013 and ongoing. There's constant transformation happening in my life. Since then, I've also been coaching entrepreneurs. I've been coaching people who really want to find their purpose. Because business is business. It doesn't matter what business you're in. And I have a business partner named Sean Chito and we started Next Level Salon Leadership. And it's a six month course that we put leaders through to help them through uh, five strategies to 3X their business. So if you know of a salon owner, send them my way. Have them look it up on my website, www.tinablack.net. But I also now run Many online masterminds for any type of entrepreneur, anyone that wants to grow themselves and further get into their purpose. I just ran a mastermind with my other partner, Amy Van Slambrook, and I'll tell you, her and I just had so much fun going through this book by Brendan Burchard on high performance habits and we had so much fun because this group that we had was just so interactive with each other and we call it a mastermind because we learn from each other and I'll tell you they really pushed me to another level they really stretched my own leadership I really believe that you have to be an ongoing community and coaching to be able to help yourself to grow to that next level I'll tell you I I get sad when I hear that people want to retire from their J-O-B because all I want to do is re-fire because I'm captivated. I talked to a salon owner years ago, and he really inspired me, and I'll never forget him, Nick Zerbos, because... He had said to me, He said, Tina, I will never retire. I just keep refiring. And, you know, into his um older age, that most people would be retired by then and, and giving up the career. But you could tell that doing hair for him really has been a calling. And I could imagine the stories that he must have of people's lives that he has changed. So I wanna ask you, do you know if you're in a career or a calling? I love the quote of, do you wake up to an alarm clock or do you wake up to a calling? Do you wake up to an alarm clock or do you wake up to a calling? Is it really hard for you to get out of bed? Do you keep hitting the snooze button? Now, I'm not gonna lie. I have my days that I have to keep hitting the snooze button because I'm tired, right? But I would have to say 90% of the time I jump out of bed before that alarm clock goes off because I've got things I want to do. I've got people's lives that I want to change. So are you wondering how to find your calling? I was coaching an entrepreneur this past year and she's really struggling. She left a job, JLB, which I believe was a career for her that she's probably really great at. And now she's just trying to find her life's purpose. And so many people, I feel just, are feel so hopeless as if they've lost their way. And I believe they haven't taken the time to do the work. And it really breaks my heart because You hear about high school students getting out of high school and all the parents want to do and the counselors and teachers in high schools, from what I hear over and over, is just send them to college. They'll figure it out when they get to college. No, they won't. I would rather see you invest in a coach for your child. I invested in a coach for my son many, many years ago before he was uh, just starting to play football and And he was really, I could see frustration. And I knew it was going to be tough for him to listen to us as his parents. And I knew I needed somebody with a higher leadership lid than my husband and I had at that time. And we hired a coach for my son. And it's interesting because years later, my son is now doing what that coach was doing for him but that we didn't realize that that would happen. I mean, we had no idea. But it's amazing because that is what his life has shifted into his calling. And you know, he played football. We weren't sure what he was going to go to school for. He thought about being a doctor, he thought about being a lawyer. There were so many different things that he thought about these careers, right? And then he ends up clearing his head, goes out to Australia for six months and just really clearing his head around of what does he want to do. And I remember I, I asked him, I said, Justin, remember how passionate you were about working out? And he was he was a quarterback, and the coaches were just astounded because he could lift as much weight as some of the, um, the offensive players could lift. And he was, they were shocked how much weight he could lift, but he loved being in the gym. And I said, Justin, you always loved being in the gym. Why don't you think about becoming a personal trainer? So guess what? That's what he does. And and he also is a spiritual coach and he's becoming a life coach. He's starting to come alongside high school students. He's getting involved in ministries at his church and It's just really amazing to see the growth that he's had and and how he's shifted from his career. He wanted to be, of course, he wanted to be an NFL player. Don't all kids want to do that? And, And he played football in college, and he wanted to do that. And when that got cut off, then he realized he needed to really find his calling. And, you know, just go back to that verse and read it over and over again Ephesians 2 10 even before we were born God planned in advance our destiny I think that really means not only planned our destiny but our purpose and our calling and the good works we would do to fulfill so basically the works the work that we would do to fulfill our destiny so it doesn't have to be a volunteer organization or working in a church, you could be the church. You could be the ministry. And whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. I'm just working on an incredible leadership tool right now. You can, you can actually get onto my newsletters and have them emailed to you once a week. I just finished a Be Married series that I'm working on for one of my next books called Be Married. And it was really interesting because it really pushed me to take me uh, another level. But I believe this next leadership blog is going to be about how to shift from a career to a calling because that's the biggest question I would have to say that I get from most people, and we bring a lot of students into our schools that are right out of high school that are really, really trying to find their way. They're really trying to find their way, and so being able to help them through that process, and I just became a DISC certified coach, D-I-S-C, of finding uh, personality traits, and also I'm a career coach as well too, so you can also take This test, you can hire me for an hour to coach you. I coach um, many people. I've coached a lot of my friends' kids right out of high school as well too to be able to help them figure out exactly what their gifts, their natural personality gifts, um, what types of employment or uh, careers or like I like to say, what type of calling that you're called to based on your personality traits. So you can actually hire me to take, this, to take this DISC certification assessment, and also I can help you find what type of career that you should be getting into. And I also am going to finish a leadership blog on some questions that I um, can take you through to be able to help you figure out what your calling is and you can actually get john maxwell's book uh, called "Leader Shift," because in this last chapter he has some really great questions and i want to read these questions that john maxwell has that will actually help you to find your calling and and he says in his book that your calling matches who you are he says no one has ever been called to do something he or she was not suited for So for that reason, it's important for you to be self-aware as you stay attentive to finding your calling. And here's some questions. And I'm going to read a couple of the questions. I'm not going to give them all to you. You'll have to go to my leadership blog because I'm going to put those. uh, I'll put a tool in there. And you can also join one of my online masterminds. I have one coming up September 10th with Amy uh, Van Slambrook. And we're going to be actually going through Brene Brown's book called Dare to Lead. And wow, you want to talk about a profound book? And that woman is life changing. She's transformational. And Amy and I, what we do is we actually take the people who join us, these online masterminds, we, we use Zoom, by the way, so that we can see your face, you feel like you're in the same room together, which is really awesome, we have people from all over the country that are on these online masterminds, and, it, and it's so fun because we get to interact with each other, and Amy and I will share some really great tools with each other, but I'll tell you one of these tools that I'm going to write about in my next leadership blog, go to my website, tinablack.net, and sign up for this a weekly newsletter, is going to be these questions. And so let me ask you this. If you could do one thing for the rest of your life, even if you never got paid for it, what would you do? I think that's a really great question because when I think about it, when I didn't realize because a calling chases you down, is that first 10 years owning that cosmetology school, I didn't take a paycheck. And I'll I'll never forget when my partner, Wynn Claybaugh, told me when we uh, took on our next Paul Mitchell school. And he said, you know, uh, since you're the director of the school, you'll be able to collect a paycheck. You know, I'll be able to actually get a salary. And I thought, what? I can get a salary? (laughs) You know, I just wasn't expecting it 10 years into the business. And I was not expecting to receive a salary. I would have just done it for free for the rest of my life. And I still would. That's how much I love what I do. But of course, collecting that paycheck and being able to do well in business has enabled me to open more businesses so that I can make more of an impact and give back to the people who have given to me. Here's the question number two. What do people often ask for your help with? What do people often ask for your help with? And then number three, what experience have you had that you desire to help others with? What experiences have you had that you desire to help others with? You know, I got to tell you, I feel like every adversity, every failure that we've had in our life is propelling us to our calling. It's crazy because when I look back and I think about The woman who came to me six months into owning the business that tried to commit suicide, I had buried for years the fact that I had written a suicide note to my family. I didn't even tell my family. They didn't even know about it until I wrote my first book, Be Amazing. I opened that book with it, and I got to tell you, I mean, I, I know my family had to have been shocked. They probably had no idea But I believe that experience that I had, that darkness that I went through during that time, propelled me to my calling of helping this woman so that she would not do the same thing. And I know that's been a part of my calling. When I got a precancerous lesion in 2014 on my uterus, which resulted in a major surgery, I knew That was going to be a part of my call. I knew right away when I was diagnosed it was going to be part of my calling to help save women to prevent breast and ovarian cancer. And then I became a bright pink ambassador and I train women. I do bright pink workshops, 30-minute workshops train them how to prevent breast and ovarian cancer. And yes, it can be prevented. Most women don't know that. They think it's part of their destiny to get it, but you can actually prevent it. And so you can actually book me into your business or your organization to do one of these 30-minute workshops as well. You know, years ago when I failed in my businesses. (laughs) I lost a salon many, many years ago. I lost over ninety thousand dollars with that salon. But what I didn't realize is that, that was propelling me to my calling. And my calling was to train business owners how not to lose ninety thousand dollars. And that's why I do the business and leadership six month mastermind to train people on the five strategies on three xing your business. So what experiences have you had that you desire to help others with? What lights you up? Okay, I'm going to end with that question. I'm not going to read the rest of them, but what lights you up? So think about it. What lights you up? So your calling matches who you are. So I just want to say, you know, don't rush this, right? don't rush this there, there's two questions that uh, John Maxwell CEO Mark Cole asks and he says, what is your passion and then where does your passion inters- intersect with a need that you see in the world So what's your passion and where does your passion intersect? With a need you see in the world, don't rush this. John Maxwell uses a perfect example of: make sure when you're journaling this that you use a pencil with a re with an eraser and not a pen, because I'm telling you that when you start entering into your calling, it's going to chase you down. And I'll tell you, doors have opened for me that I never. Ever, ever, ever asked to be open. Speaking on big stages to people on leadership. I'll never forget speaking uh, in Vegas twice for the Paul Mitchell events. And it just honestly, it was one of the highlights of my life. I'll never forget traveling to several different salon owners and doing leadership workshops for their team. And I tell you, that lights me up. I love doing leadership workshops. It is my calling. Yes, I have found my calling. But I tell you, pencil it in because when your dreams, because all of a sudden something's going to show up in your mind, that God's going to speak to you. you got to listen to his voice. He's going to speak to you, and he's going to share with you more to your destiny because I believe that God has plans for us. Not just one plan, but plans. Jeremiah 29, 11. Read that. Yeah, pencil, not pen, because he's going to change it. He's going to give you some big, hairy, audacious goals. And I thought, you know It would be really great to have maybe uh, 10 salons, but he said, no, a thousand salons. You know, you know where that came from? It came from John Paul DeJoria going to my husband, Brian, and said, Brian, Brian, you need to open a thousand of these Paul Mitchell salons. You need to open a thousand. And when he said it, again, that darn hair standing on my arms, it opened up my mind and my world to say, why not? Hey, it may not happen in my lifetime but I might be dead pointing towards that direction but hopefully my my kids and my grandkids will pick it up for me from there but I tell you I know that it's part of my calling because we're supposed to change lives because we're so much different than any other business that what we do is so impactful not just what they do financially and how well they do but how it changes their lives and their families' lives. So I know that is part of my destiny. And then you got to have belief. You've got to have people around you that believe in you. You need a community. That's why you need to join one of our online masterminds because we really lift each other. You have to have people that believe in you, and then you also have to have people that hold you accountable to the action. And it's so awesome because Amy and I, when we did our last mastermind, we assigned accountability partners in this mastermind. And I'll tell you, it, it was so helpful for me to have an accountability partner on my own mastermind. But I would tell you, all the attendees absolutely loved it because it helped propel them to action for their clarity that they had received. So that's the CBAs of business success as well. So I want to leave you with that. But I want to thank you so much for joining this podcast called Be Captivated. And I hope you were captivated by the message that we have today. And I hope it propels you into your calling. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.